We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 206 On this episode, we've got some news And then we'll be talking about recent episodes of The Mentalist How I Met Your Mother, Mom, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and New Girl Plus some uh, TV on DVD picks you can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 206. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com. And I'm Ray from Rayleigh.com, I guess. And uh, joining us today is Mel from uh, yeah, NiceGirlsTV.com, TrueDashBlood.net, and other places. Melifornia.com. Too many places. <laughs> Ray from nowhere and Mel yeah. from everywhere. <laughs> everywhere else, yeah, pretty much. She's taking all the places. I'd have, I don't have the places. So. Yeah. I just don't want to share with Ray, so I keep taking them all. Uh, that's what everybody says. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Mel. Sure. I hope I don't sneeze in your ears. We'll forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not sneezing in mine there actually, physically, yeah. it's okay. Germs can't be transmitted via internet. Thank God. <laughs> Although I'm sure somebody's working on it. No! <laughs> Kill their funding now. It'll be a real virus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. A real computer virus. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about real stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, first up, uh, uh, news. A couple of things this week. A&E has uh, picked up Longmire for a third season, uh, which uh, I'm happy about. I like that show. And uh, either of you watch? No. Is that, no. Another, is that a Western one? Kind of. I mean, it's it's modern day, but it's sort of a modern day Western. With that watching like from the two seconds after Glade's cast. Yeah. <laughs> with, with Katie Sackhoff, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I like her, so yay. <laughs> so yeah, they picked that up. So you know, and they'll probably I don't know, maybe do another season and then cancel it with a huge cliffhanger like they did with the. Glades. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you have something to look forward to. But did you see Ray? Did you see that he's doing something else now? Yeah, for USA, right? Or yeah, yeah, USA. I did. Pilot. Yeah. So that's good. It is. I like him. Me too. And uh, the other news bit, uh, BBC America has picked up uh, Atlantis for a second season, uh, which uh, just started playing on BBC America. So it's actually uh, not too bad. So yeah. It actually, of course, premiered on BBC One in the UK back in September, and they had they already renewed it. Yeah. It's one of those so weird things really, that – like, yeah. The, those are the, always the funny ones that come out with the because the way that the news story portrays it is like BBC America picked it up for a second season and it's like they just agreed to continue to play Air. it. It was yeah. already going to be made. Actually, yeah, <laughs> that happens whether, with the some Canadian shows. It, not, it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, because uh, there are there are some shows that are like even, maybe like a co-production or something like that between. So, you know, they may actually have something to do with it or uh, or right. something like Copper where it was – they were actually the one producing it. 
while a decent show, one that never made any sense to me, why a show set in America would be produced by BBC America didn't make any sense. But anyways, if uh, you're a fan of Atlantis, there's going to be another season of it. I have not had a chance to watch it yet, but I'm a fan because my friend Alexander Sadig is one of the co-stars. And he's also in uh, Da Vinci's Demons, which got picked up for a second season on Stars. So he's he's having a real good year. And <laughs> there you go. I'm proud of him. I haven't I've watched Da Vinci's Demons. He just had a small role in that one. Um, but he'll be back in season two. And then in Atlantis, he plays King Minus. He's not a very nice man. <laughs> Don't talk he about is. your friend that way. Well, I mean, Minos is not a very nice man. Sid is a fantastic man. <laughs> Minos is, you know, he's got to be ruthless sometimes. And, yep. So, but I'm glad it got picked up. It's because it's, it's also from the the, um, the creators of Merlin. You know, they did such a good job with that. I just, I want to see him do more and more with Atlantis. Yeah, it's, kind of uh, I mean, I've re- seen the first couple episodes. So it's, uh, it's kind of, uh, I mean, it's kind of fun. I mean, they keep, like uh, uh, they keep coming across uh, different uh, characters and you have somebody that's from like our world that's gone to their world. And yeah. So he has, he has the stories that, you know, we've grown up with as in his head. And <laughs> so when and then he, he meets the real people, when he meets the real people and he's just like, wait, you're, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're Hercules. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or when he meets like a, a Pythagoras, he's like, Oh, you're the triangle guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "How did you know I?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's there's a a fun with that. Yeah, I like how they make that kind of that myth, mythological history. I mean, mythology, but they're treating it as though it was actual history, and they make it more accessible. I like that they the way that they do that. They did that with the Arthurian legend too, with Merlin. So. Yeah, or like in the second episode. Uh, he comes across somebody named Medusa and he's like asking around like, is so is Medusa like a popular name in this world? Or, and, and Pythagoras is like, I've never heard it before. And, so, and then he's, uh, you know, like talking to somebody later, like, so what's going to happen to her? And, and the Oracle's like, well, I think you already know. <laughs> and he's like, oh. but can he change it? That's the question. Yeah. Because there's can yeah, can you can you change sure. stuff? But there's because there's a lot of talk of uh, people's destiny in these uh, in the show and stuff like that. So, but yeah, fun. And with that, uh, we'll move on to uh, the primetime segment. And uh, we've got uh, six shows uh, today. We'll be talking about The Mentalist, How I Met Your Mother, Mom, Marvel's Agents of Shield, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and New Girl. And so first up is The Mentalist, season six, episode eight, uh, Red John, and. Uh, so, Mel, what did you think of the final reveal of uh, of Red John and putting that whole mystery to bed? I'm really glad they finally did it. I think they should have done it a couple seasons ago, to be honest with you. I haven't yeah, watched it Yeah, like Bradley Whitford should have been Red John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of, I mean, it just – it went on. It was – I mean, not, not to, to diss the network, but that's a very CBS thing to do. Just keep dragging it on and on and on, and not really taking a risk. So, what did it end up being, by the way? I don't even know. It ended up being the <laughs> it ended up being the sheriff of like a small California yeah. town, you know that they had that they had periodically. Was it on his list? Well, it was, yeah, he, he was, was on the 
he was on the the list of you know that final list of seven, and right. But he was also you know all the all those seven are all people that had somewhere appeared, uh, you know, at some point in time on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing, I agree that they should have done it earlier. Overall, I think the episodes kind of worked. Uh, the 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 final episode was pretty we, good. Once they actually got to it, yeah, yeah. Once they actually got to it, I think the arc was worked out well. I just wish they'd done it a couple years ago. You knew it was still going to be somebody else when the fi- in the last episode because you knew it wasn't going to be Bertram because they basically had said that's who it was in the previous episode, and you're like, they got a whole right. other episode. <laughs> exactly, and this is CBS, so that and can't so be you, it. you knew it was going to be somebody else, and and uh, you know they had some f- some fun with that, but and good to see him put it to bed. But I think. I was that bird thing was funny, <laughs> but the whole thing is is that two things were a problem with what they did. One is they created this mystery, having no idea where they were going in the beginning, yeah, and so there's a lot of holes and it, so it wasn't until they were into the series already before they started actually thinking about some of these things and uh and like starting to and then, you know, like even later on adding in this whole other like conspiracy within the, you know, the police departments yeah. and stuff like that. And that felt like an add on. It didn't. It, it yeah, I, mean, so much I mean, it did make sense with some of the things that had gotten away with, you know, back, you know, how people sure. had gotten into cops and stuff. And so it was like a decent way to tie those things up. But it it did feel it like all of a sudden. Like an afterthought. Yeah. And then the seven people that they chose, it never. I never felt like it necessarily had to have been somebody that we had met on the show before, but they right. felt that it had to have been somebody they met on the sh- show before. And so at some period of time, they decided what this, what this group of was going to be. But some of those on that list, like Malcolm McDowell's character and stuff like that, that one never even made sense to me. Like based me on, based on all the things, that. all this, all the things that had gone before and their interactions, it didn't even make any sense to me that he, that he would be, uh, that character, you know, and uh, yeah. and so I think some of these things, when you have these big, you create these big mysteries, the longer you, we were talking about this a little bit last week with the, uh, uh, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and some of the, you know, like the Coulson thing and stuff like that, that the longer you push some of these things out, the more awesome the reveal has to be. Yeah, or the less interested the viewer gets. That, you know, that... Because you've you've put in a lot of time to get to a certain place, and so overall, it kind of felt like a letdown. Uh-huh. But while the, individually the episodes were good, you know, in what they do with the show, and I'm interested to see where it goes now that they're going to do like a two year time jump. Now and, that I'm interested in, yeah, and uh, and and how they they sort of restart the show uh, back up. I that's uh, that's interesting to me. Uh, but I agree with you, Mel, that it's it's something I've been saying that they could have put this to bed a long time ago and the yeah. show would have still worked. You could bring some other type of mystery. Oh, they for can, sure. They can. Uh, yeah. And honestly, none of the seven really felt that threatening to me. I mean, some of them, I just what was the dude's name? The um, Malcolm McDowell's like right hand guy or whatever. Yeah. Like, um. He, I was like, he's, I mean, he's such a bumbling idiot, you know, he, he wants to be loved kind of guy. Yeah. How is he even a viable consideration as, as one of the seven? I mean, no way was he Red John. 
Yeah, and and then there's there, there's still the thing out there where there were people that wanted it to be that uh, that Jane was actually Red John, you know that oh, that would and that would have been a huge twist. That no way was that going to happen on yeah. CBS? Well, that would have been a huge twist, but also <laughs> another twist that I still don't see how this far into the show that you could even still be yeah saying something like, about that. It's like how yeah. many times have you seen him? talking to Red John on the phone and heard a voice on the other side? I mean, how would you uh-huh. explain those type of scenes? That he, Unless it's all a halluc- hallucination that, or that something? Like, it's all in his mind? But you're in on it? Like, as the viewer? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because... Yeah, there's no way. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, because no. uh, it wasn't... They'd never... If, if they would have done those scenes where you only heard his half of the conversation... Yeah. Then they then possibly you could play it off, but you got to hear the other person that he was talking to, and you were like, he's not talking to himself. So right. That one that one long ago didn't make any sense to me, but uh, I'm glad I'd ever heard that. I'm glad to see that they've uh, that they've done away with it and uh, put yeah put it aside and see uh, and glad that they did it where they didn't spend this whole season building to. Uh, you know, yeah. this type of conclusion Just be done with it. Yeah. Uh, because this does give them a chance to try and reinvent the show a little bit and see if they can, can you know, if they can maybe renew some interest in the show and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it gets another, maybe it gets another season. Do you think that now they can uh, break the pattern of using variants of red in the titles of the episodes, or are they going to have to stick with that? I mean, these are the serious questions that we need to talk about. It seems like the (laughs) – well, uh, what is the – I forgot to even look. Like, what is the first episode back? Does it have a – That's a good question. I forgot uh, to even look uh, to see. I think it's something about blue. My Blue Heaven? Does that sound right? Could be something like that. So maybe they – Maybe they'll maybe they'll stick with a color theme, but it won't always have to be something around red. Right. It's uh. Let's see. It's no. That's last this week's. Um, my blue heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe they're uh, they'll go on to uh, green thumb, white line, <laughs> yeah. golden hammer. They can just, there we go. They can just really. Now they're going. Yeah. They're they like, can really expand can their. They can they can really expand their uh, their repertoire of uh, of of puns for naming things. And... Yeah, I think though that there. I mean, I I am kind of joking about that, but it is at least for them. After gosh, what has it been? Six years of using variants of red in their episode titles. <laughs> this is kind of a major thing for them to be able to, because <laughs> it, it clearly it's symbolic for the writers. Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a very symbolic break that they can now use these other colors. They they seem to be having fun with it. So although uh, although if they still stay in that theme, it'll still you know make continue to make sense with that. Yeah, it's still a pattern. It's that naming uh, convention because it'd be like uh, it'd be like Grey's Anatomy all of a sudden not using lyrics from from a song for their their titles all of a sudden. I've read a couple of interviews with. with um, Simon Baker, and he sounds really relieved to be done with that storyline and not have to. Well, I think it'll give him a chance to play maybe a different version of that character. Yeah, he's got to be bored. I got bored. I quit watching for like two years. Because it did, after a while, it just kind of felt like, okay, 
this is getting you know this is getting yeah. old now and i i think they were smart to do it and and also promise that it was that it's not going to be like the Bradley Whitford situation that this really right. is the end it's of actually, that yeah i mean could it come back with some acolyte of his or something like that or who knows but but uh, maybe this being it's they've put it to bed for a while so i think that's uh i think that's good they can they can set up in the second half of the season some new you know big mystery or something like that to uh right to have to solve where it doesn't necessarily well, have to mystery, have a big huge... mystery now is how um how um the two rigsby and excuse me rigsby and van pelt or or the rigsby's whatever we're calling them <laughs> how are they going to exit yeah cuz how... they leave in the spring yeah, that'll be and 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 how much more will that change the show uh and yeah. where they where they go. But this is the type of show that you could set up bigger mysteries that don't have to necessarily be attached to a character, you know, type uh-huh. of thing. Uh that they're chasing for a, you know, an overall thing that they're chasing for a season, you know, like some other shows right. do. And uh I'm just uh I think it's I've always liked the show. I've always you know, I've continued to watch it all, all along, but uh I'm actually more looking forward to seeing where they go with it now. Oh yeah, I'm really curious to see if they can reinvigorate it. Yeah, it sort of renewed my interest in where what you know, see what they can do with it. Right. All right. I think that's enough about the mentalist. Yep. And we'll move on to How I Met Your Mother, uh season nine, episode eleven, uh bedtime stories, which overall was uh kind of clever but just felt I don't know, here in the last season. What do you think, Ray? <laughs> I actually liked it. <laughs> Maybe it was because of everybody uh, prepping to dislike it in their <laughs> stories about that if they were going to do an episode like this and everybody hating it before it even happened. But, um, I mean, it didn't all work, but I found it kind of funny. And I, I at least like got like the setup, and it doesn't bother me that it's the last season that they're doing it. I mean, it's the last time to do anything, so might as well. Uh, yeah, well, in that in that <laughs> kind of sort of thing, uh, thing, it kind of feels like the last, well, the the real last season of Scrubs, <laughs> where they were just like, "This is probably the last season, so we're just going to do every idea we've ever like, right? Uh, just do whatever." And so, in that, it kind of felt like they're just doing maybe things they've had the idea for, and it's just like, well, we should just do it. What the heck, you know, type of thing. I think it worked. Uh, it was very clever that everything rhymed when when it was dialogue between you know two characters. When it switched from one setting to a flashback to something else, I mean that was I mean very well written. Uh, yeah, and I laughed a lot during the episode. I thought it was uh, was quite good as an individual episode, but in this. It just, but it felt like we're sort of filling time over in the overall well, thing that yeah. they're doing here. Well, we I, I think that unfortunately, that's just part of. Yeah, just, I, I think episodes are gonna, and also part of the how they've had to put Marshall separately because of other things and stuff like that. That's just all had some weird, uh, made some weird feel to the to some of the episodes. But so, what did you think of it, Mel? 
<laughs> okay, I, I I have to preface this by saying that I hate rhyming. Like I I actually I like I hate it. And I you know, I have degrees in English and I my advisor had to kind of drag me through the poetry classes cuz I just I can't stand it. Um so I did not go into this with high hopes. Um but I thought it was, you know, it was pretty clever. I liked that they used different people to do the rhyming. You know, sometimes it was the other guy on the bus and and then you know the the other uh the other the rest of the gang that would throw in some some of the rhymes. So I was that went better than I expected. <laughs> but as far as the stories themselves, it was I thought it was kind of a nice break from being stuck at the inn. I get I mean, I'm enjoying that, you know, the wedding weekend and everything, but I was wondering how are they going to sustain that for 22 episodes just to cover three days? And we're already at like T minus 20 hours to the wedding or something like that. So I'm kind of surprised that we haven't had more flashbacks within flashbacks, you know, type of things. Right. They've got, I feel like we're going to get some extra flashbacks. Although I was just reading that the 200th episode is actually going to be um, How Your Mother Met Me is the title of it. And it's all about the mother leading up to her meeting Ted. So well, that'll be fun. Yeah, so that's a creative way again to tell <laughs> yeah. some of the story. Where we'll and give get us a to nice see, flashback. Maybe we'll get to see uh, some Someone of the call cl- her by her name or some of those some of those close <laughs> meetings. Some of those close meetings that he's right, had. Yeah, would that be from, fun? But from think? her perspective, yeah, where you'll see her like standing with an umbrella, and Ted will be in like the background or something, or uh huh, exactly. Yeah, the, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's in January, I think. Yeah, I think you know that that should be good. It also will be, <laughs> it also be interesting to be you're like, well, he told her side in one day, or like one, yeah. one episode. <laughs> well, I mean, the, episode, the, the series is how I met your mother, yeah. so just you know. Well, you know, give him a. I guess it'll give him a little uh, take into uh, doing the how I met your dad. <laughs> yeah. A little practice episode. I'm not real sure about that. I mean, kind of. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they if that does better than you know that '80s show. Remember that? The yeah. Last of, you know, <laughs> it wasn't really a spinoff of that '70s show, but it was by the same people and it was kind of the same concept, and yeah. it lasted three episodes. And I, I like the idea of it. The problem of that '80s show was that they decided, for whatever reason, that they just went overboard with the '80s stuff. Uh-huh. And they didn't tell like really any stories. Like, yeah, they told it was stories on that '70s references. show, and it played out in the '70s. And there were '70s references along the way. Right. This just seemed like they were just like, "Hey, look at my giant telephone! You know, <laughs> look, uh-huh. look at what I'm wearing." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It, it could be interesting to, to to tell from the, you know, a story from the the other side, uh, but. How how much will it just feel like sort of the same thing, just with different people trying to do it? Uh, you know, different. Yeah. You know, you're following different characters. Uh, I, I don't know. I've never been a huge fan of How I Met Your Mother. I mean, I catch it. I've caught it off and on in in syndication, um, and I am following this final season. But I don't, I don't know that I'm interested enough to. Yeah. Well, I've always liked the the. The way they've told stories and stuff like that, the way they bounce around, they've always been really clever with that stuff. 
the problem is, is if you do that same exact stuff, but with a whole new set of characters, it doesn't feel fresh. And I mean, it already exactly. doesn't feel fresh and new nine seasons into this show. It'll feel even less so with an, a new set of characters, you know, unless you just completely love those people like really quickly or something. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I wish them all the luck, but I just don't see how it's what is this? The 10th season? How I Met Your Mother? Ninth. Ninth. Yeah. So, ten years after it premiered, they're going to try something this maybe exactly the same. It's a different TV landscape, folks. Yeah. Which is which is also interesting. How much of uh, sort of this is considered a hit now? Uh, over the last few seasons, you know, but yet in its first few seasons, it was on the bubble every season, you know. <laughs> But yet, ah, the power of syndication. But yet, I, but yet, I think if you look back at the overall ratings, they're not all that different. You know, over over like the course yeah. of the period of time, it's just now it takes less to be a hit. <laughs> that too. Yeah, that's true. All right, that's true. and we move on to the next show on the list, which is Mom, uh, season one, episode ten, uh, Belgian waffles and bathroom privileges. <laughs> and uh, we'll start with you, Mel. What do you what do you think of uh, Mom? In this episode in particular. I've been pleasantly surprised by this show. Um, It seemed a little bit shrill there at the beginning. But it seems to... I think it's it's got legs. I think it's improving week to week. And I'm actually feeling invested in the characters. So that when... um, Well, you know, I'm so invested that now I cannot remember any of their names. (laughs) Uh, When Christy's mom, Bonnie. When Bonnie fell off the wagon... I mean, that was, and she admitted that it had been, she'd been lying and she'd actually been drinking for two weeks before anybody knew. Um, that that kind of hit hard. And I was a little surprised that they went there so early in, this, in the show and that it was, um, it was as effective as, as it ended up being. Well, I think some of those things along the way here have shown me that they're willing to develop these characters. Exactly. And and actually tell a story, not just continually put them in wacky situations. And uh and that there actually will be story you know, story arcs of from you know, season to season and uh-huh. uh, and stuff, which is some of these things, some of these type of shows, you know, something like uh, a two and a half men has had has had some stories but they always they always go to a certain point and then they just reset. So I hope that doesn't happen here. I hope that uh, we continue to see uh, these characters develop. And Allison Janney is just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> you know, I was just going to say, I think with Allison Janney on board, there's really no way that it's not going to stay on track. I mean, there's a certain level of uh, quality assurance that comes with an Allison Janney, with Allison Janney being involved that... I have I have faith that I'll stick so. with it. Yeah. So and I mean and in, and in this case, you know, we saw the fallout from her, um, you know, falling off the wagon. It wasn't just you know well that was last week and this week we have a whole new set of, um, you know, unconnected shenanigans. This was well now how do we deal with this? So but yeah. and, you know shenanigans but. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I I I uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm I've got to say it's uh, this last week I was surprised because to to realize that uh, 
I was really interested in what was happening on that show, whereas New Girl, I finished watching the Thanksgiving. Oh, we're going to talk about that, aren't we? Spoiler right, alert. I'll save that. Yeah, sorry. I'll save that. <laughs> it's not good, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so how about you, Ray? Mom being a show, that, a new show that uh, has actually made your, uh, your, your viewing list from week to week? It has made my viewing list from week to week. No one's more surprised than me. Um, <laughs> that's not really true. I mean, I I liked the very first episode, so I wasn't really that surprised. But um, I was also surprised that they went there so quickly and uh, that they treated it so seriously. Um, not in, And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, it is a serious subject, so I liked that it... You didn't mean that it was treated seriously. Yeah, treated seriously, just... but not in a very special episode kind of way. Right. right. It had enough gravitas right. that you knew this is this is something major, and we're not making fun of this, but there is some comedy to be mined. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I thought they they did it really well, and I um, enjoyed it, um, and I laughed, and I liked the I liked her, you know, trying to make it up to her too. Like it wasn't. That part wasn't treated for laughs either. Um, I'm sure she'll do something to screw it up later, but. (laughs) Um, And I also like that Christy didn't immediately forgive her. Like she was truly still angry at her um, as she would be. So, Yeah, that's one of the things that I find rather refreshing, really, about this depiction. Because if you look at this on paper, I mean, it's a mother and daughter who have dealt with addiction issues and completely screwed up their lives and treated each other and and other people terribly. And I mean, it's not a comedy if you look at it that way, but, um, you know, but they've managed to make it funny, but still be respectful of what these characters are going through and try to, you know, depict them as having real struggles, but still somehow make it funny. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and, and give Chris, the chance to sit in group and say, you know what, this is bothering me. Or, you know, in the case of this episode, she's doing all this stuff and man, it's pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? she's, she's cleaning the house and she's making breakfast and she's taking the kids to school, you know, and, and uh, it's, why is this making me so mad? And uh, that's, I think that's legitimate and I'm glad that that's how they decided to handle it. Agreed. Yeah, because it'd be uh you know, it kind of that she was, she didn't have anything to do in some respects. And also that like, she's normally used to all this type of chaos. This is what she's filled her time with. Well, plus it's that her mom is capable of doing this. Yeah. Also looking back and seeing, you know, <laughs> my mom never yeah. did this for me. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the real root of it, I think. And, and again, it comes down to forgiveness and that's, that's the theme of this. The show is forgiveness, and I think that's something nice to have on TV. Yeah, and I think they've uh, they've figured out that the the real dynamic is is more of the family stuff, you know, right. and less of the the job stuff. Where, yeah, that's where that stuff is like has become. It still pops up here and there, but it's become you know less and less. Uh, and you know where you see a, her a little bit at at group and a, you know occasionally go to work and and stuff but uh it's mainly become this more about the the family dynamic because them playing off of each other is really the the uh-huh. thing that works best who would have thought anna ferris and allison janney yeah, not brilliant me. you know comedic duo who knew yeah well but, it's, yeah 
it's it's funny because uh, I mean, while she did have some sort of manic type things that were kind of funny and stuff like that on West Wing, you still sort of think of her from the West Wing, and you think of West Wing being more dramatic. But Allison Janney's done other things in movies and stuff like that where she's played comedy, and so you kind of you kind of yeah. knew that she would be good at comedy, and then. Anna Ferris, that's mainly what she's done in movies is, yeah, is but comedy. But then you put those two together. Kind of slapstick and, stuff. Yeah, you, you kind of put them together and you're, you're like, is this really going to work? <laughs> I think the funniest, thing on the, I think the funniest yeah. thing on the show is, is like, who exactly was the father? Because uh, she is very oh. short. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of fathers, what do we think about the ex-husband? Keep it on popping up. I'm not. I'm kind of ready for him to. I don't know. Move to Florida or something. <laughs> yeah. I prefer Justin Long, so I don't like him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I think it. It's again. I think it's one of those things that if he occasionally pops up, uh, that he you, you see like where she, how far she's come. Like when she yeah. she was in a bad way. This is who she was with, and he's not really ever you know, really grown past any of it. And, uh, yeah. but it's still going to be like in his kids' lives, you know, from time to time and stuff. Yeah. I like that. He's there. He's at least a, a present father when he can be, you know, he, but, and he's got his own problems. And I respect that as, as, uh, yeah, I just hope that he doesn't, you know, like that's that something like him living in a van in the driveway is not like, doesn't become some like permanent thing. Yeah, like, exactly. That's that, what I'm worried about. I don't want that to be, a thing at all yeah but yeah overall you know i think it's turned into a a, a really good show you know uh, relatively quickly uh, uh-huh. and uh it's it's right up there with the with the with the new stuff one of my favorites and uh but even would put it in as one of my favorite comedies right now even with you know yeah. all the returning stuff all right well that'll do it for uh the CBS segment of the <laughs> of prime time, and we'll uh, we'll move over to uh, ABC here with the uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield uh, season one episode nine uh, repairs, aka Melinda May is a badass, <laughs> yeah. aka we all knew that, which is well, which is pretty much what they've been telling us <laughs> without exactly. her speaking for since the yeah. <laughs> her one line per episode <laughs> since, since the uh, since the, sh- the show began but uh so uh we'll start with you ray this being uh <laughs> coming from who the who is behind the show and stuff like this this was one of the shows uh, if i recall that you were looking forward to uh going into the new tv season what do you uh think of the show so far in this episode in particular um, I really liked this episode. <laughs> um, I've actually really liked several of the recent episodes. Um, I'm not loving the show. Um, I don't hate it, <laughs> which is, of course, my tagline. Um, <laughs> didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. That'll be, that'll be on the, uh. On the DVD cover, didn't hate it. Yeah. Rayleigh.com. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I, would see, I could see Whedon, the Whedons doing that, actually. Didn't hate it. Um, but, I mean, I, I 
think it's starting to get to that part where the things are kind of melding for me. Like a, a Whedon show actually does take a few episodes before I fall in love with it. Um, but I usually give it several episodes because it's a Whedon show, so it kind of works out. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, yeah, um, but I finally feel like they are like really kind of getting into, you know, like they're showing more of them and less of the less of the story of the week. I, I guess I feel like if the story of the week is not going to be that interesting, which they haven't been all that interesting, a few of them have been interesting, don't get me wrong, but uh, if you're not going to do that, then you need to make up for it with the people and whatever. So I feel like now that we've seen a lot more of the group interacting and their dynamics and them getting to kind of know each other or whatever, um, it's really starting to be something I actually look forward to each week instead of something I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch that. <laughs> right. If the, if the story uh, of the week like pushes their stories forward. Yes, and, and, exactly. And it's not just, you know, something that's happening uh, necessarily. Uh, I think, I think uh, the, the other thing I think is interesting that you say it takes a sh- some shows or a Whedon show to, uh, to, to work itself out or to, to become, I think that's what's funny is everybody, everybody that looks back at, uh, at these types of shows and you, as what things like Buffy became and uh-huh. they forget like what the first few episodes of Buffy were like. They were kind of rough. <laughs> and, uh, and they were even, very rough, you know, even though, and then, you know, while Joss isn't, you know, he was, Part, he was part of creating what the show is and where they were going to go, I'm sure, while he's not there week to week. Uh, you know, so there's there's some differences there, too, as to uh, the show. But I, for me, the thing that's still – I agree that the, the episodes have gotten better. And now that you know a little bit more about the characters, it's they, you've started to get a little more backstory about some of them, even if, like, the week before the – the backstory stuff for Ward was like almost nothing. Uh, and, uh, but yet the thing that I still think it's missing is, and I hope they get into something like that is where's the overall, like there there's, they need something big to be going after type of thing. A big they, bad. Yeah. It, some, some sort of uh, where, while they've, yeah, kind of, I feel like they've hinted at what that probably is, which is this group that's trying to use, uh, these things that they found to create, you know, superhuman <laughs> uh, for, you know, nefarious par- purposes, but yet they've only really done like a couple episodes, but they haven't done them in such a way that it feels like they've set that up actually as the big thing. Like you'll go two or three episodes where nobody ever mentions anything about them. And that just feels weird to me if that's actually going to be a big driving force uh, going forward. I think that might be coming beginning in the next episode. Um, they, I think I think we're going to start because we're going to revisit um, the pilot. We're going to revisit the pilot and um, and Gun. That's not his real name. <laughs> you know what I'm um, but we're going to go back to that, and I think that's going to be kind of uh, not the start of, but they're going to ramp up. They're going to begin ramping up that that big bad for us. Yeah, so, I think that's yeah, what it is. It's the overall, the overall stakes of the show don't seem to be enough. No. To, uh, 
Uh, they've gotten a little bit better now with uh, the last few episodes where we've actually gotten some character development. And see, that's I feel like that's what they needed to do first, and but what what they decided to do is well they needed to do one or the I other and they didn't do e- any of them until about four well, or five episodes in right i think what they were doing was they were trying to figure out okay now how do we keep the um the avengers people interested in what's going on long enough that then we could do our character development for everybody else long enough that we could get back to you know that we can start telling this epic story that we have over here on our storyboard that's all yeah, I wonder code how much is ABC too, you yeah. know? Although like the... putting out some sort of early on, hook it, trying to hook people, maybe you could have hooked those Marvel fans with something more epic <laughs> in a long going, you know, in an ongoing, uh, you know, series of, of things. Uh, maybe you could have hooked some more people that have, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons why the thing is dropped off is that they were just like, yeah, the episode's fun enough, but it's not. I don't have to watch it, you know, like, yeah, sometimes I think when you try and create an episode, like whether it's from the network or from who are you, where they seem to be, a lot of shows seem to be going for the hybrid of creating a show that you can just tune in anytime and watch, but also yeah. has an ongoing story. But yet, you know, if you create a show that somebody can just tune in anytime and watch, guess what? People are just going to tune in anytime and watch if they, you know, uh, I think that sometimes that's a detriment if you don't actually hit that thing. Like something like Sleepy Hollow has has hit that much better, where they're telling a much bigger story. Each story is pushing an overall story week to week, but yet each episode has a beginning, middle, and end. You right. Know. You can still chuckle over, you know, Ichabod trying to navigate through the yeah. modern world. Or you can still tune in and you get an a story that opens and closes in an episode. There's a, there's a, while that, that thing there may be pushing the overall story. I think they've hit the, uh, the mark much better. And that's, I think the thing that agents of shield is missing is they've been, they've been way too much on the week to week stuff and not enough on the overall story. Lately, they've done a little better where some of these stories have helped to, identify some character, you know, to uh-huh. to develop the characters, which has been good, but it hasn't really done anything to make you go, okay, well, you know, <laughs> where, where is this going? Now, see, for me, I'm more into it for the characters than some big overall fight the bad guys, you know, that's, that's not as interesting to me as it is to get to know these different characters well, I'm, and, I'm sort of looking I'm, for I'm sort of looking for that. Uh, you get a story each week. It pushes you learn more about the characters, but it also pushes an overall story. You know, somewhat. right? There's also an overarching story too that's interesting. I'm, I'm sort of looking for all of that in in a show. And so far, in the very beginning of Agents of Shield, they they just had episodes. You know, right? Like the first three or four were just kind of. Uh, episodes. It wasn't until like the fifth episode where you really started to get something that uh, started to give you actual backstory and more character moments. And uh-huh. that's, the show's gotten more interesting, I think, over the last right. a handful yeah, of for episodes. Sure. For and, sure. Uh, I'm just saying that at this point in the show's run, I don't necessarily need 
I'm still trying to figure out who everyone is and, and how they're going to relate to each other. And, you know, but there's the whole mystery of Coulson, you know, where he was. Well, and that's, that's the thing to me. The other thing to, to me is like right now they have like four or five like mini mysteries. Right. And so I need something to get wrapped up before I'm going to get involved in some big mythology. Well, yeah, they I need, need to. I need a, I need a foundation for this mythology first. Or they so need to I'm choose. Okay with or they need to choose one of these things to be the big thing for the season or right. or have uh some reveals it would you know something would be uh you know like if sky's background and why uh-huh if that tied into uh you know finding out about that actually led you to f- pushing an overall story together and you know that's why that that document and things were redacted and stuff like that these which i think it's going to i, I hope mean, so we've been kind of led to believe that's what's going to happen so i hope that's what's going to happen well they say they have a two-year plan um, let's just so far get there in place. two years okay it's got to happen before then well we've got to get something no, but i'm saying that in some recent interviews and stuff like that that i've read they they said they have a like a a two-year plan in place of where the show is going and I was, huh? and I keep going. Well, when are they going to start executing that plan? <laughs> Maybe now. Maybe we're there. Maybe we finally made it. As far as this specific episode, though, I think it was maybe. I think it was probably the strongest since the pilot for me. Yeah, I think it worked pretty good. Although we've had a lot of problems with them bringing bad guys onto the plane with them so far this season. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they might want to check on their uh, security yeah. protocol here. Uh, but yeah, uh, but this one had something, you know, more interesting in that, uh, you know, somebody that something happened to him in a, you know, in an accident that, uh-huh. uh, so, you know, the, playing with those type of things, uh, a little bit more, I think would be fun. Uh, so I don't know. I, yeah, I think I'm more on board here after the last handful of episodes. Uh, I just, like I said, I just hope they add in. Uh, that bigger thing to go along with what we've started to get here and and start to clean up maybe a couple of some of these mini mysteries because like I said we were talking about that last week is is if you go 22 episodes with this Colson thing it's got to be like a a really good reveal you know right yeah if you go go that far or something like that if you if you do it here pretty soon even if you just let the audience in on it it won't be it won't need to be something you know massively clever but right. it, but if you keep hanging this thing out that's the type of thing uh, but the same thing will kind of happen with the uh, sky's parents you know mystery type of thing if that just hangs out forever that'll have to be something really really good too but i feel like they've got both of those prepped for us to that like I feel like those are season one mysteries so that we can that we can learn more about them and then we can get launched into whatever is gonna happen in season two. Yeah, I well, maybe yeah. I have too I maybe yeah. I have more faith than they deserve, but that's what I feel like is happening here. Yeah, well, if they me. don't if they don't get things turned around here <laughs> Yeah it, there might not be a season two. Yeah. Well, no there is. They've already been renewed. Have they? Yeah, they've already got been renewed for a second season. You sure? I thought they just got picked up for the full season. I'm pretty I sure. I know Ray, am, I, for a am I season. imagining things? Hello, Ray? I think we lost her. It says she's still there. She's ignoring us. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure they got the second season pickup. Like they got their extra episodes and then they got the second season pickup. Uh, All right. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I was here. I must, I hit the mute on my phone somehow. Sorry. <laughs> um, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> All of that to say, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, maybe it is just the. No, I think I don't think uh, it is just the. I don't the, think anything but Sleepy Hollow has been picked up for a second season as of yet. And that's just because they're doing a shortened. Yeah. Thing. Oh, I guess you're right. It is just all of season one. Well, here I've been watching under the delusion that it wasn't going to be ripped <laughs> away from me right when I got interested. But, all right. No, I I do think it's doing well enough, and it had a big enough rollout that it's going to have to take big time I think it's, for ABC to say, oh, we were wrong. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's kind of found a, I think it's kind of found a, a baseline here I, yeah. I, where it sort of stopped dropping from week to week. So uh-huh. as long as it stays there and maybe can things pick up and people start talking about it being like, oh, my God, you got to watch this. Maybe it'll start to right. pick and back up a little bit. It aired opposite – was it this week? NCIS was a rerun. Yeah, and and, it, and so it it killed in the ratings. It just so the potential's there. It's just, I mean, once again, the military's keeping them down. <laughs> well, it did. It did better in the. It did better in the ratings than it had done in previous weeks without NCIS there. But uh, a repeat of Red off Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer still did the best <laughs> number in the demo. <laughs> Come on, that's just a one-time thing. All right. And with that, they're not always going to be competing against Rudolph. Okay, that's right. (laughs) It's a one-time thing. (laughs) Rudolph is a one-off. All right, we'll move on to uh, the next show on the list: Brooklyn Nine-Nine, season one, episode ten, the Thanksgiving episode. And uh, Ray, what are you thinking of? Of Brooklyn. I love this show. Another new show that's made Ray's list. <laughs> this show isn't just made my list. It is at the top. <laughs> With Trophy Wife, it is at the top of my new shows as well as my existing shows, quite frankly. Okay, tell um, me about it because I haven't watched it all and I've barely seen anything about it. Um, it is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> and, what um, and I will say this. It's, it's Andy Samberg, which from SNL. Right. Sorry, I dropped my mic, so if I sounded like I was distant for a minute. <laughs> Where'd you um, go again? <laughs> uh, my earbud fell out of my ear. Um, and I will be up front and say that I do not love Andy Samberg from SNL. And I thought, surely, oh, I don't know about this show. It's going to be his shtick, whatever. Um, but it's not. It's it's about a um, a Brooklyn precinct. They're cops. Um, and they're pretty decent cops. <laughs> but it's about the it's a it's a workplace comedy like it's about the wacky hijinks they get up to um and they're hilarious and um i'm forgetting his name right now the who's the captain captain his, holt andre brower andre brower thank you who you would not expect to be hilarious but who is freaking hilarious <laughs> he kind of plays the straight man but he doesn't totally play the straight man you gotta like that a gay character is playing the straight man yes <laughs> <laughs> Um, he is gay. Uh, and he is, you know, Jake Peralta's uh, nemesis, but not really. Um, like he gives him a hard time, which is what he needs because he like in the in the precinct, he's kind of the cocky whatever. Um, 
thinks he can do no wrong, whatever. And his captain is totally like, nah, you're con no. <laughs> constantly getting us into trouble that's not the way it goes yeah he's more like he's he's well he's sort of the standard you know sort of by the book you know captain of the precinct and stuff like that and uh but they played a lot more for comedy but stuff like in this episode where they get paired up to go in on thanksgiving to go while everybody else is having thanksgiving dinner they get paired up to go out to investigate uh something that got stolen from the precinct and uh and as they're going into uh to one of the, you know, to, to to do an interview, Andy Samberg's character, D- Detective Peralta's like, okay, uh, why don't you be, you know, and he just like makes up a wacky character, like you're a detective that that uh, lethal weapon, yeah, <laughs> like they, but he switches the roles in lethal weapon, so yeah. like he makes the captain who's the black guy, he makes him Riggs, the crazy uh-huh. one, because he's not crazy in any means, but he makes him the crazy one, and then he takes the. Uh, yeah. The non-crazy yeah. role. He's just like, you know... You, the, the, the one only who's th- too old for it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Your wife was killed, and the only thing you know is that, you know, the perpetrator wore a yellow jacket or a yellow sweater or something like that. And so then they, he's like, I'm not doing that. And so then they go in, and things start to get out of control in the interview that they're doing in these people's houses. And, and him as, you know, normally reserved, and <laughs> he just breaks out, and he's like... I'm a, de- you know, I'm a detective with the, <laughs> with all this, <laughs> and exactly the story that that uh, Peralta had. I think he just there. yelled out, "My wife was killed by a fucking yeah. yellow, wearing a yellow cap." Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, everybody just, just everybody just stops. I mean, those are those are some of the the really funny moments where you end up with uh, <laughs> where all of a sudden he breaks out of it for a second, you know, and and gets in on some of the wacky. Uh, some of the wacky stuff. But more importantly, Mel, the entire ensemble, like it's not just those two, whatever. The whole cast is very funny and they work really well. Like they've gelled pretty quickly, I would say. Um, and that's really what kind of makes the show, in my opinion, is all of them. Yeah, I would say that they they gelled really quickly and they also showed really quickly that it wasn't going to be Andy Samberg as the star with a bunch of, you know, with a bunch of people that he was part of the ensemble. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that is, is what also worked and, but they've developed all the characters relatively well, pretty quickly. And also even some of the really, you know, the, the, like the couple of the older guys, the older cops where they're basically there for like one punchline you know, to be like part of one punchline, uh, uh, an episode, but it, uh, it works really well. I mean, and it, it is, it is my favorite new of the new comedies. And it definitely, like you said, it definitely ranks right up there with, uh, on my current comedies with, with everything else that's out there. And it just feels like a like it's one of those new shows that already feels like it's a show that's been on the air for a long time. Meaning, like the, the way they all work together. So, yeah, and, and like they've been working together for a while. And uh... and I will say, I also appreciated that it was a Thanksgiving episode, but it was not your typical. I mean, it was actually a pretty heartwarming episode, but it was not what you would have expected a heartwarming episode to be. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it also they had a lot of things that worked really well, like. Uh, the the boil bingo, where yeah. it, it felt like that was just going to be like the sort of opening one off joke type of thing, but then 
they kept coming back. They tied it back in at the end, you know, with the, where where he gets Boyle Bingo at the end, and uh, you know those type of things, or just the uh, why am I blanking on her her name? But uh, the one that de- the detective that's always sucking up to the captain, her awkward, yeah. <laughs> her awkward. Uh, <laughs> And trying to invite him into Thanksgiving, like when, yeah, when when he shows up was was really funny, and uh, a lot of it just uh, worked uh, worked really well. I agree. I think Mel should get caught up, <laughs> which would be great. If uh, but we lost Mel here for the last couple of minutes. I'm trying to get her back. Oh, <laughs> so she'll have to listen to the podcast to find out why. <laughs> she should watch. I think she should watch. Uh, well, with that, uh, we'll move on to uh, New Girl, which hopefully we can get Mel back so we can find out what it is she didn't like about the episode. And uh, That it wasn't very good? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, New Girl, uh, Season 3, Episode 10, uh, Thanksgiving 3, uh, which... Uh, We'll start with you, Ray. <laughs> Again, uh, what do you, what do you think of uh, New Girl and um, the Thanksgiving episode? There were parts of it that I quite enjoyed. I'll say that first. <laughs> However, there were also parts of it that I did not enjoy at all. Um, just in general, the. When Jess, sorry, I blanked out for a minute. <laughs> blanked out on the main character's name, which tells you how I feel about the show at the moment. <laughs> Just in general, like when Jess suddenly, whatever, went crazy because she had rabies or whatever it is that was happening there. Um, I was just like, what is going on right now? Like, I didn't. I didn't think the actual setup, like I thought that was actually pretty good. The camping thing with Nick trying so hard, whatever. I thought that was a decent setup and I was surprised that I thought that was a decent setup, but I kind of liked initially where it was going. And then all of a sudden, uh, no. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't, I didn't, it just, I don't know. It it just went completely off the rails. Um, Maybe even the fact that they all went camping, you know what I mean? Like they didn't, I don't know. I don't know. This whole this episode, this season, not this episode, has been a little rough for me with this show, anyway. So, well, I think they've they've sort of they built to this Nick and Jess thing really well last season, but then now that they've gotten here, they've don't know what to do with it. <laughs> like they just feed on each other's manic yeah, tendencies. There, there I was. Think. Uh, I thought the set. I thought the setup worked. I liked that it allowed like. Uh, um, gosh, why am I blanking on? See, <laughs> no, it allowed Cece and uh, coach? coach. No, not Coach. The Schmidt. No, not Schmidt. We're getting Winston. 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 That's it. He's the only one nice. left. Great. Yeah. Obviously, the character that has the same name as my father, I can't remember. Oh, that's, that's nice. That works out really well. Yeah. No, I like that it allowed Cece and Winston to bond over something about how they both hate the outdoors and they didn't know why they were there. And all they, you know, all they wanted to do was get on their smartphones and and whatnot. Uh, I I thought, you know, that type of stuff worked. I thought the, you know, the coach sort of making fun of of uh, of him so that he would want to now go and get people to go camping or do something that he thinks is supposed to be manly. 
you know, that type of stuff worked. But then it sort of completely went off the rails in uh, the the type of thing like that you that kind of bothers me is like even if you ate like that disgusting fish, would you instantaneously be delirious? You know, no, that's what I'm saying. Type of thing. Those are the things that take <laughs> me out of it. <laughs> the CC Winston thing was the only thing I liked. That's it. Everything else, I just kept watching and thinking, what what is wrong with these people? I mean, there was a there was a couple of funny moments like within that stuff, like when she. They obviously set it up that somebody's going to fall in the bear trap in the hole later on. But when Nick goes after her and he dives in and one of them's like, why would you dive in head first? (laughs) That just their reaction to it. That was that was kind of funny. But, yeah, a lot of the stuff uh, sort of went (laughs) went went sideways, you know, relatively quickly. Uh, And I, I feel like that's been happening in every episode this season and the Winston, I mean, thank God Cece was there to kind of rein him in this time. That whole, the whole storyline we had with Cece and the cat. I mean, this, this season. (laughs) Yeah. I just keep watching it and thinking they can't go any further than this, right? Well, they did have <laughs> I mean, him take his pants of it, off, right? They did yeah, have I, him take I his just, pants off, and he had cats on his <laughs> on I his just, long underwear. I, uh, I mean, I have cats. Don't get me wrong. I, I, my cats are awesome, and they have, you know. But we're not planning vacations together, you know. This is. <laughs> it's so. I, I don't know. It just came so out of left field for that character, and it just kept getting worse and worse, and then. Nick and Jess are just, I, I, I don't even know about them. It's like they both ate right <laughs> I, I just. Like early on in the season. <laughs> yeah, like something. They're just, they're not comfortable with each other. That's part of it. They're not comfortable with each other. And and I realize that I that's to just... be good for storytelling, but they're doing it in just such a weird way. It's just weird. The season's weird. Well, I feel like the the writers are focusing too much on Nick and Jess. Like Uh they're together. You could have them just be together and not have every story be about them being Being together. together. Right. (laughs) Like there could be other stories going on. Um, And I feel like that is part of the problem because it's just too much. Like you just don't, I don't actually believe it. Like, I'm like, I don't understand why now they're so uncomfortable with each other when they weren't before. Right. Like you, I just don't get why all of a sudden this is happening. Yeah. Uh, and more importantly, because it, it's like the same thing keeps coming up over and over again. And you're just like, okay, I thought we resolved this. I thought they decided they were okay with each other, that they were happy with the way they are or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we go back to it again. And you're just like, ugh. It's like um, we missed the entire honeymoon period where they're just yeah, happy exactly. together. Now all we get is the ne- neuroses. And, and I, I can't figure out if that. that's. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And I can't figure it out if that's because the writers feel like they have to have that for conflict, but they have like coach moving back and stuff like that. So why can't that be the conflict? Not Schmidt and Cece. That's yeah. kind of a big deal. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it, it, it did provide, you know, like after coach asking out Cece and, but it, while they, you know, made out a little bit, it didn't really go anywhere past that. I think that made for an interesting, like, coach and schmidt like schmidt trying to be the man at camping and stuff like that to uh you know that that provided some conflict there uh you know 
granted, all the stuff that was funny was sort of in the first half of the episode, and then it, and then it, it went, it went away. But uh, <laughs> it did. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with you, new girl, but I'm yeah. I like mom more than new girl, and that's weird. <laughs> I hear that. Well, as a have either of you been watching Mindy Project? Yes, I love that show. How about you, Ray? Have you been watching? It I have season? not. I watched. I watched a little bit of the season, but um, actually, Mindy Project is suffering because um, I'm not liking New Girl, New Girl as much. So <laughs> I used to watch uh, Mindy Project, like because I would watch New Girl live because I was that anxious to see it. Uh, and now I don't watch it live, so I don't ever watch. Uh, Mindy Project because I don't record it. So normally I would just keep it on the station, but I don't record it, so I never sit down and watch it. Sorry. Yeah, well, I Mindy, re- I Mindy Project Mindy seems to be on. Uh, well, as of a few episodes ago, I still wouldn't necessarily have said so. It was still kind of all over the place, but all of a sudden, in the last handful of episodes, it seems to maybe have finally figured out something. Even though the cast is still way too big. Uh, yeah. But it seems to be on an opposite trajectory of of finding itself from from New Girl, which looked like it was finding itself last year, but then has forgot itself this season. But uh, the once on Mindy Project, once they start, finally started focusing in on uh, Mindy and uh, Chris Messina's character, Danny, yeah, with them. Those two as the main dynamic of the show, uh-huh. uh, it works much better. It, even even click. if it's playing, even if it's playing off of you know the long term, uh, you know, romantic comedy trope of one of them is falling for one while the other one doesn't realize it type of thing, it still is working. <laughs> that epi- that much of it is working so well that it's completely changed how the the show as a whole. It has. And for the better, it's yeah, it's. I mean, I I've been watching it from the beginning, and I was excited about it from the beginning because I like Mindy Kaling, and I was excited to see um, to see her have her own project and have her, you know, just her character being this professional woman, like she's a doctor. So it's not like she's, you know, I'm in advertising or I'm in publishing or I'm a baker, you know, one of those cute girl um, rom com jobs. That all the the Hallmark and Lifetime yeah. movies have. Well, um, <laughs> although I think that's actually in the, oh, I was going to say that's in the next episode, not in the, the episode that aired. Yes, but there's. I know, I know they deal with it, but I'm just saying well, she has a there's just she that has line like a, a proper job. That, yeah, I, I mean, not that the other ones aren't. It's just that they're so cliched that you know this was just I was like, oh, this is cool, and um, you know, and she's a woman of color, and she's not a size zero, and all these different things that made her more relatable. And then, you know, it got off to a little bit of a rocky start um, that the show did. But I felt like it was really finding its feet. But, yeah, I saw the Danny and Mindy thing. I think it was like episode three or four. I tweeted at her and said, I think that he's uh, he's her Mr. Darcy. She didn't answer me. I'm still waiting for a reply. Well, they definitely set that they definitely set that possibility up very early on in the series. And the then, two of us have great chemistry. Yeah, and then like completely went away from anything about that, you know, even eventual possibility or something like that. And then they finally come back to it in this season, and it's really, I think it's it really works. 
I think so I've read some interviews with her about the, the Mindy and Danny dynamic in particular. And she said, you know, that's not where they started out. That's not what they were expecting to have happen and to, to catch on, but it, it has. Um, and he's playing, I mean, I can see him in some scenes. I'm like, did you read that interview? And now you're just like, oh yeah, we'll show you. Yeah. I except mean, that there's like, <laughs> except does. for the fact that there's a scene in the pilot. <laughs> right. But I don't think, I think it was sort of points to, to that. Of, she's, you know, all, you know, yeah. but I think they found that those two together, even just as friends or whatever, yeah. that his reactions to her wackiness, uh, and, and all that stuff that, uh, is, is really what's working for, yes. for the show. And see, and it's so good that I'm actually, if they never make them a romantic couple and they just, they keep them platonic, I'm okay with it. I just want more scenes with the two of them. I don't need them, you know, making out or anything. I just need yeah. them interacting because they are amazing. And can we talk about Jeremy's gut? What? A, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, they finally at least address that in the next episode, too. Well, I mean, they talk about it in the first, the you know, in the first episode of the season, you know, when she comes back and there's all these changes. And I kind of expected by the next episode it would be gone, right? <laughs> but it's still there. That's, I mean, that takes some guts. I mean, no pun intended. It takes some, some nerve to, to do that. Um, I just got to give him props for kind of just sticking with it and, and not really dwelling on it, really. I mean, there's a throwaway line here and there, but mostly it's just you see him walk in the room. You're like, oh, that's right. He's got a, an eating walks, issue. Walks in the room eating something. <laughs> yeah. Or, you, you know, he just walks by and you're like, oh, yeah, he's got a, he's got a belly. It's still there. Okay. All right. So, well, yeah. uh, that'll do it for prime time with a bonus The Mindy Project segment <laughs> added in. And uh, we'll move on to uh, uh, TV on DVD picks uh, for uh, some things coming out in December. My pick is uh, uh, Justified uh, Season 4, uh, which uh, if you've watched past seasons, you know you should add that to your collection. Uh, another uh, pretty good season of the show. Looking forward to the next season. And uh, then I'm also on board with the... Uh, with with Ray's pick as well, <laughs> which my pick was predicted by Jason, <laughs> because I think all of your DVD purchases in December should just be Psych the Musical. Every time you go to the store to purchase a DVD, you should buy <laughs> just just buy another one. Yep, <laughs> every time. And I know I haven't even seen it yet, and I'm already telling you that, but it's or no. every time you follow times 3com slash Amazon and end up there. <laughs> you just add, just add Psych the Musical into your shopping cart yes. with everything else. Can we just make that automatic? Yeah. <laughs> just, yes. just automatically includes it, it in their you cart. Cl you follow the link and it's just already in your cart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you just want to buy it for me, it's okay. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I will, of course, buy it Ray's going to end up with 30 copies. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. One for every day of the month. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, she's going to watch I don't it. Wear it out. She's going to watch it enough that she's going to need some backup copies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Are they selling it in Blu-ray cuz I'd like it in Blu-ray? <laughs> I don't know. Could you handle Gus in high def? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't I think I could put up with it though. I think I could struggle through. <laughs> <laughs> Take one for the team. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, uh, that's that, my DVD. Yeah, and that would have been my DVD pick too. So 
Ray's right. Yeah, there you go. Cycle. I often am. <laughs> and, uh, which, uh, while coming out on DVD in a few weeks, also actually coming out on TV <laughs> in, a, <laughs> in a couple of weeks as well. Yes. Excited. All right. And that'll do it for uh, episode 206. Uh, next week, uh, Anthony, Anthony Ocasio from ScreenRant.com and Trevor Kimball from TVSeriesFinale.com will be my guests. And uh, we'll be talking a bit about uh, – we'll be taking a look back at the fall season, uh, picking you know some of our uh, favorite sh- – talking about some of our favorite shows and things like that uh, in addition to our regular news and primetime segments. Uh, as always, you can find uh, links to the DVDs and uh, news stories that we talked about, as uh, well as where you can find Mel online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com. Everywhere. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the, the show notes are just going to be this giant long list, <laughs> link yeah. after link, of where you can find Mel. Uh, I hope you added her new one in there, too. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, nobody knows what we're talking about because we talked about yeah. that prior to recording. <laughs> There's a yeah spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't say what it was. I just told you to look for it. Yeah, that's right. Keep yeah, keep a lookout for uh, <laughs> that that new thing that, that Ray was gonna do, but then Mel swooped right in and took it away from her. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's true. my game, and I'm real good at it. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, the shows and uh, topics we covered this week. Uh, Drop us an email at feedback at tvtimes3.com or uh, leave a comment in the show notes and uh, let us know uh, what you think about the, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, New Girl, uh, the reveal of Red John. Uh, Definitely interested to hear people's thoughts on that one. And uh, with that, we'll close the show with the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, once again, thanks, Mel, for... uh, Join us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Mel. Yeah, thanks for continu- uh, continuing to invite me, even though I take all Ray's stuff. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, so it's, a, it, it's a good thing I'm the one doing all the inviting. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> I'd never get on this show again. <laughs> we sit glued to the TV set all night and every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do. Watch TV and have a couple of brews.